the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the CDC... You remember them, right? The ones who uh, did everything they could to magnify the dangers of COVID and the ones who came up with uh, six feet of social distancing and uh, mask mandates and vaccine and booster shot recommendations. Uh, Yesterday, the CDC updated its COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, This is an interesting uh, semantic dance they're doing at the CDC. They are not um, eradicating their previous guidelines. They are certainly, most certainly, not apologizing for their previous guidelines. And they are not, definitely not, admitting that they were absolutely wrong with most of their slapdown on our freedom related to COVID. No, they're not doing any of that. They are just updating their guidelines. Now, they say this guidance acknowledges that the pandemic is not over, but it helps us move to a point where COVID-19 no longer severely disrupts our daily lives. Gee, um, how far behind most of us on the conservative side of the aisle is the CDC in that sentiment? Uh, A year? A year and a half? Uh, They now say that uh, COVID-19 prevention guidance uh, will no longer differentiate by whether people are up to date on their vaccines. Now, this is interesting. This is interesting. In light of the fact that the uh, U.S. Tennis Open is going on right now, and Novak Djokovic, who is one of the best tennis players in the world, is, uh, unless something's happened this morning, not allowed to play in the U.S. Open because he's not been vaccinated. But the CDC yesterday... Came out with guidelines saying you no longer need to differentiate by whether people are up to date on their vaccination. I'm sure that'll be a relief to all the nurses and doctors out there who lost their jobs when they were perfectly healthy because they wouldn't get vaccinated. I'm sure that'll also be a relief to, uh, well, to me. Like my daughter last year had to miss school. Why? Because she had COVID? No. Because she had symptoms of COVID? No. Because she was in a room with a kid who tested positive for COVID, who sat like four rows in front of her and did not face her, but because he was in the room and she was in the room, she had to sit out 10 days of school. Uh, You no longer have to do that, according to these updated CDC guidelines. But I, I await, I await a story from Athens, from Ohio University, telling me that they've rescinded their mandatory on-campus mask mandate. I, I'm waiting for that story. I don't, I don't think it's out there yet. Haven't seen it. Testing 
to screen for COVID-19 will no longer be recommended in most places for people who do not have COVID symptoms. Ah! So, sorry to ruin your fun, folks. But you no longer have to uh, get your forehead scanned by someone with a pistol thermometer when you want to go in somewhere. Oh, the CDC now says people who have tested positive for COVID can stop wearing masks if their symptoms have improved and they test negative twice in a row. Uh, They also say that the six feet of social distancing now need no longer be observed. Uh, Did we, uh, do we get a study from Stanford or Oxford or Harvard or some other great institution of higher learning that assures us that Six feet of social distancing was necessary, but now given BA5 variant or whatever variant there is, that six feet is not needed? Do we get that study? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. They just decided that, well, probably nobody's paying attention to the six feet thing, so we might as well drop that. It was always, always a guess by the CDC. They have said, Well, they haven't said it, but people with Deborah Burks said it in her book that, yeah, we were going to go for 10 feet of social distancing, but honestly, we didn't really feel like anybody would adhere to 10 feet. So we thought, like, will will they adhere to eight feet? No. So how about six feet? Six feet's like pretty average height for a male, so maybe six feet seems realistic. Let's go with six feet. Yeah, let's do that. Hands in the air. How many want six feet? I, I, I. Okay, six feet it is. Into policy. Into stone. Hence, like every high school stadium that I went into last fall, had X's on some of the bleachers. You can sit here. You can't sit there. Turns out it was all made up. What do you know? What do you know? This is one of the hearings that I hope the Republicans call if they get control of the House. I hope they call a hearing to get to the bottom of how random, how unscientific, and how agenda-driven the policies of the CDC were during the height of COVID. And I know a lot of you are like, well, you always say that elections are about the future, they're not about the past. So what is the point in scratching that scab and making it bleed again? It'll only brand Republicans as vengeful. There's no purpose in it. I believe there is a purpose in it. I believe there is a purpose in holding hearings on the CDC and public health policy in the uh, horrendous Afghanistan withdrawal. And the reason is essentially for the same purpose. Not to smoke out the liars, but to reestablish credibility in two essential institutions in American life. We have to be able to have faith in the veracity of what our public health officials tell us. We have to. We cannot go forward into the future where there may be another real pandemic, not a fake one like monkeypox, there may be another real pandemic where we need to know what level of danger 
is inherent in whatever virus lurks out there or is shipped over here from China. We need to know. We need to know the next time that if they tell us something about the quality of a vaccine or the necessity of a vaccine, we need to know that's true, not driven by whatever these decisions were driven by. Because it's pretty clear now that they are updating their guidelines, they are also (laughs) eradicating everything they told us before. So that's important. In the case of the Afghan withdrawal, it's important that we have the faith of the enlisted in the leadership of our military. And if the military leadership said, don't leave Afghanistan, don't give up Bagram Air Force Base, don't do this the way you're going to do it, if that really happened, if Joe Biden really ignored that, then we need to know so that our military doesn't look like a bunch of Barney Fife's in fancy uniforms going forward. And it's inarguable to me that somebody in military leadership made some horrendous decisions because 13 servicemen wound up dead. And yet, and yet to this day, who's paid the price for that? I can think of one. I can think of one officer who's paid a price. One person in, and he wasn't even really in in the top-level leadership, Stuart Scheller, the Marine lieutenant colonel, I believe is his rank, who just was so outraged by what happened in Kabul that he said, who's going to step up and take the blame for this? Who's going to step up and say, I failed in my leadership. I failed. I resigned my position. Not Mark Milley, not Lloyd Austin, not any any other four-star general. Not anybody. Stuart Scheller, a relatively low-level Marine commander, and he didn't get bounced, incarcerated, demonized because of his failures in leadership. He got demonized for calling out the failures in leadership. So we got to have faith in our military, and we got to have faith in our public health officials. So those are two sets of hearings that I look forward to seeing Jim Jordan and the Republicans in the House have... Uh, if and when, I hope when, they take control of the House again. Well, one of the four packs of tickets to the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and Zumbezi Bay are gone because uh, C. Barksta sent me the following email when I asked the question. How do you feel about what you see in terms of whether equal justice under the law applies to you? You, Mr. and Mrs. Average American. You're not most likely an elite. Not like Hillary Clinton, not like Hunter Biden. They seem to get away with things that would get you imprisoned or raided. Donald Trump, on the other hand, not so much. So I asked. How do you feel about this as you observe it? And for your trouble in sending me an email to Bruce at SalemMedia.com, I dangle the reward of a four-pack of tickets to the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium and Zumbezi Bay. C. Barksa says this. I think it's clear that law enforcement at the DOJ has been hijacked. Hillary Clinton is the clearest example of unequal treatment. 
I have a massively hard time understanding why Donald Trump is perceived to be such a danger to the left and progressives. Well, I can tell you why that is. But C. Barksa continues. Uh, I believe, as expressed by you, that they are trying to precipitate a January 6th event that can be met with overpowering force and possibly even martial law. Yeah, we've got an election coming up. C. Barksa says, I do not believe very much that Garland or the DOJ claim that they are being unusually threatened by the Internet. Um, so I doubt, too, that they feel too threatened. And, you know, they, they clearly don't take Internet threats very seriously because Ruth sent us, put out addresses of Supreme Court justices on the Internet, and the DOJ, like, totally ignored that that was happening and did virtually nothing to protect Secret Service agents. You say, well, they cut off the assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh. That's not exactly doing nothing. Well, it's against the law to picket outside a Supreme Court justice or a federal judge's home. It's against the law to picket. Have you seen the video of people picketing up and down and carrying signs and chanting and yelling and screaming and threatening while the cops just stand there? So that is why I say they didn't really move to do something. And then C. Barksa ends with this in response to my statement that, you know, cut the FBI agents who raided Trump's estate some slack because they were only following orders. He said, Bruce, what would you not do even under orders? That's the Nuremberg question about gas chamber guards who didn't personally kill anyone. How close can people stand next to evil and not be tainted? That's a great question. He said, people in an official capacity are obligated to do something about lawbreaking, even if it means to resign. Now, this is the fight that we all have to reconcile. This is the battle, rather. We all have to reconcile on our own heads. Is when does it become a tipping point to say, I can't be a part of this anymore. I can't be a part of this anymore. I don't know what lies beyond whatever the consequences are for not being a part of this anymore, but I can't be a part of this anymore. And Jordan Peterson talks about this frequently. He talks about the the misnomer of avoiding consequences. And Jordan Peterson says, you think you can avoid consequences, but all you're really doing is multiplying the consequences. When you delay the consequences, you're multiplying the consequences because eventually the consequences will come and you'll realize, I should have dealt with this back when I had the first opportunity to deal with this because the funny thing about consequences that come later is that the consequences often multiply by that time. If only because your own personal inner peace and view of yourself has been compromised by the by the weight that you instituted before taking the stand that you were prompted to take in the beginning. Now, one of the guys that personifies fighting back in a good way, and I'm so glad that he's been rewarded for it, is Alex Berenson. Now, Alex Berenson used to work at the New York Times. Alex Berenson used to be um, a liberal. He's not anymore because Alex Berenson had the temerity to report true things about COVID. And so Alex Berenson, well, he ended up becoming an independent journalist because his viewpoints and his findings and things that he could support with factual reporting, well, they didn't exactly endear him to his employers. But he wasn't cowed. He stuck to it, and he thought, well, you know, I have social media. 
and I have enough people who want to know this information because nobody else is reporting it. Maybe they'll find me on Substack. So he went to Substack, and he kept reporting, and he kept reporting, and he got a little run on some national radio shows, and he wrote a book, Pandemia, and then Twitter banned him. Twitter banned him for, you know why, misinformation, right? Misinformation. Twitter supposedly was looking at what Alex Berenson was reporting about, the COVID vaccines and the uh, stuff on the VAERS website about consequences of COVID vaccines, and they banned him. Now, Alex Berenson, he kept pushing. He sued Twitter, which, you know, to me feels like a great way to waste a lot of money and get no satisfaction. But Alex Berenson sued Twitter. Maybe he found a lawyer who'd do it pro bono. I don't know. But he not only sued Twitter, he won. He won. And in the midst of a lawsuit about something like this, the other side has to share all the information with you about what they did and why they did it. And Alex Berenson found something very interesting in Twitter's internal correspondence about the process that led to his being banned from Twitter. It turns out it wasn't some Silicon Valley wokester sitting in front of his monitor reading Alex Berenson's substack that led to Alex Berenson being banned from Twitter. You know what it was? It was a protest from the White House to Twitter. There's a Slack channel, which is a communication channel, that Twitter had to turn over the content of And on that Slack channel, Andy Slavitt, senior advisor to President Biden's COVID response team, complained specifically to Twitter about Alex Berenson. One Twitter employee wrote, they really wanted to know about Alex Berenson. Andy Slavitt suggested they had seen data that showed he was the epicenter of disinformation that radiated outwards to the public. And then Joe Biden went into a press conference shortly after Andy Slavik sent that message. And he said, social media companies are, quote, killing people by encouraging vaccine hesitancy. Guess what happened a few hours later? Probably a coincidence. Alex Berenson got banned from Twitter. So the White House that would tell you that Donald Trump has nuclear weapons or (laughs) nuclear codes or nuclear-sensitive information in Mar-a-Lago, is the same White House that campaigns to get citizens banned from social media for not agreeing with the official White House position. Oh, remember freedom of speech? Remember freedom of the press? (laughs) It's an antiquated notion with this White House. And the same White House is the one that coordinated the memo that instituted the memo that led to Merrick Garland and the Justice Department branding parents domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings. So, that's the White House. The one that traffics in lies. The one that treats the Constitution as optional. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.